All right, welcome back to another episode of the Bendo Podcast. Uh, I'm Darren, I'm your host, CEO of Bendo, and today I'm super excited. Got a couple of people joining me here. First off, as uh, some of our audience already knows him, our Director of Amazon Account Strategist, Vinny. Vinny, say hi. Hey everybody, excited to be back, but most importantly, excited about our host, I mean, our guest today. Darren, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So super excited. We've been watching Vanessa's content uh, online for quite a while now, and she's been doing some amazing stuff, uh, posting, giving back to the community. She does great work for her clients. And so we thought it was a great time to introduce her more broadly to our audience and just some of her knowledge base and excited to share and have a great conversation today. So Vanessa Hung, uh, hopefully I'm saying everything correctly here. I'm going to tee up your bio very quickly, and then we'll, we'll let the, the audience meet you here. Vanessa is a problem solver of the unsexy stuff on Amazon, and she began transforming Amazon businesses in 2017. She's the founder and CEO of Online Seller Solutions, and we'll give her a plug and all the contact info after this. She's helped many sellers free themselves from the pain of dealing with and managing their Seller Central account, catalog management. Big, uh, big plug there. And she's a public speaker, co-host of the podcast Wizards of Ecom in Espanol. Her passion is to share knowledge about strategies, trends, and tips on starting, scaling, and transforming e-commerce businesses, specifically Amazon. For her, every day is a learning day. So, uh, Vanessa, hopefully I got all that right. Welcome. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Like Vinny, Darren, it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, you said it correctly. And you probably don't expect that my last name is like Asian, but I'm actually from Venezuela. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I know. <laughs> not not at all not that's interesting well tell, uh, speaking of that like what is your background and how did you get started in the online space sure my background so i was born and grew up in venezuela i moved to the states um five years ago and i started working as a in a company that had retail stores and i was doing there the back end like kind of work like placing orders and working with the, the wholesale distributors and stuff like that. There were there are authorized distributors for a lot of big brand names. So they say like, okay, let's start our e-commerce. And we started Amazon uh, from zero, day zero to scale like seven figures in 10 months. Then we opened the second account, the third account, and they were doing a lot of money. Um, but the thing is those... Uh, like the pros that they were selling were clothing and i don't know if you're familiar with clothing but you have a lot of variations a lot of colors a lot of yeah. sizes so i became like an expert in flat files just uh by having that experience because i was managing like only one account that had like eighty thousand SKUs, uh which is like huge so the only way to do it was through flat files then i uh, here in South Florida, I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but we have a group called Wizard of Ecom. It's a group of sellers. It was called before Wizard of Amazon. So I got in and I'm like, okay, let me see what's this group about. And sellers were talking things and they were asking questions that I knew very well. And I'll start seeing around and I'm like, how come do you don't know this? Like, like you don't know what a flat file is? Like I was breeding <laughs> flat files every single yeah. day. And because I was so isolated in that position, I wasn't like part of any community. I wasn't aware that this like industry existed at all, literally. 
And then when I got exposed to that, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This is an opportunity. So I start helping people in that group uh, with technical questions that apparently were very difficult. And for me were like every day and eventually start consulting, consulting. Um, then my consulting gig was bigger than my full-time job. So I quit that and I became an Instagram uh, full-time Amazon. So that's my handle because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm all in here. I started creating content and I saw this need in the industry uh, of the unsexy side. Like literally, I know that it's super sexy to talk about the latest PPC strategy, the one that will make you convert a lot of money. And I get it. But if you don't have the foundation in, in your account, you can lose it all. So if you, if you think that's a given, um, that's where the problem, problems can start coming up, right? And, and sellers don't understand that. That's not part of the selling game. Uh, so I started creating content and I got, I founded the agency and yeah, I, I, this year in January, it was like our anniversary, our first year with the agency. I've been doing it for about a long time, but before it was just myself. Now I have a team, I, I, you know, for everything, account managers, content creators and all of that. So yeah, that's how I started. Well, that that's amazing. First off, uh, I'm sure both Vinny and I have a lot of respect for the unsexy stuff of Amazon. And we would argue, actually, without that stuff, you don't get to anything in other stuff yeah. on Amazon, right? So without the, uh, as we call you, the flat file queen, uh, with, without that, um, really, you can't do PPC. You can't do content creation. Like, none of that matters if your ASIN's not um, optimized correctly, set up correctly, cataloged correctly, yeah. just yeah. as important there. So, I mean, on that point, you know, with all the changes we're seeing at Amazon, we're seeing a lot of reporting released and things. So we've been guided one way with conversion percents and all of a sudden they release all this data around mobile data last yeah. week. Now you can see your sessions, but now your conversion percent is much lower than you thought. What's your take or what are you seeing there uh, as it relates to all of that? Well, I, I have one quote, actually I have it here in my desk. It says that let the data, data set change your mindset. And I think this is huge because I'm a big fan of, again, flat files, Excel. Like I like the numbers, like I like to make informed decisions. So what this data will give you is the opportunity to make better informed decisions. It's shocking that all these years we have been living a lie. So leaving the lie like, yeah. oh, my conversion rate is this, but so no, true. it is yeah. not. Yes. Yeah. So it's crazy how they have keep that information away from sellers something that i posted on linkedin and i was like giving thanks to andy the, the new ceo of, of amazon and i'm like yeah. thank you thank you for bringing the aws to the marketplace yeah. thank you uh, but yeah how this i think this will change the game especially because it will make it more transparent for us to see what are the numbers of the marketplace really? What is our market share? That was something that before nothing. So if we were thinking that Amazon was giving us the accurate information and that had a lot of discrepancy with whatever software we used to see like market uh, size and market share, this will give us more accurate data. So we can see like, okay, I thought I had 20% of the market in this keyword. Now I, I know I have like eight. 
So what I'm going to do about it? So the, all those efforts and all those that investment that we were doing in PPC and all the optimization, we thought that we were comparing at 25, but actually, actually it's eight. So how can I get to 25? And what are the things that right. are happening? So I think it's more like making informed decisions. The, the data by itself, if, if a seller goes now and download that report and they don't understand what conversion is, what the percentage, like what's the organic market share, what's the PPC market share, if they don't understand how it works, this doesn't make anything for you, really. So you need to start looking into that before you make any kind of decisions for optimization. And now we can tie this with the new brand analytic uh, analytics like dashboards, the two yep. dashboards that we have. Yep. So now that we know what's the real conversion, we we can see what are the keywords that are converting, like and the impressions and the conversion rates and the add to cars and the purchase. We now can see the whole funnel and where uh, clients are dropping, the customers are dropping, right? So. If we tie those two, those three, so the business report and the search query and the catalog performance, search catalog performance dashboard, we now have a better picture on how our business on Amazon works. And, and this is big. I think this is like, we were blind before and we're not anymore. So imagine, and this is what is exciting. Imagine if we were doing things right with the wrong information what can we make now that we have the real information, right? Yeah, and that's what's really exciting about um, our jobs, right? Um, just being able to sell on Amazon. But I think you, you really nailed something that caught my attention, transparency, right? For us at Vendo, we have a large book of business and our number one job is to make sure that we're transparent to our clients. So right away, the, the first call to actions that we've done as a business is notify the brands that, hey, Amazon has released a new data point. Now we got to leverage and really understand what that data point means, right? First conversion rate, like you said, we've been live for a while. <laughs> so yeah. we be fully transparent about that. But what is vendor doing? And what are what is especially the seller community doing to really maximize and understand that data point? Sure, we can start thinking about mobile optimizations. How can we improve that experience? You know, I think I saw a lot of talk within the community about that. But I think what's more important there is, is really understanding the conversion factor, right? And really getting down to, to just the more detailed stuff. And uh, you know, I appreciate all the content that you do put out there. Um, as we were talking earlier, we discovered you, you know, through other conferences. And, and I think uh, you bringing up these topics to the sellers who are just learning is just gonna make more everyone more efficient. And just the capability of selling more is 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 out there it's just how you, you visualize that data so that it's actionable that's really yeah and we'll we'll do another podcast uh a deeper dive kind of going over the search catalog performance tool and the search query performance tool that's what vanessa is referring to for our audience who's not caught up on that uh, if you go to your brand analytics portal now there's a green bar there that's basically allowing you to click through to that assuming your brand registered and these are the tools that we're now re referencing that has a lot more data, including add to cart data, which is something interesting that we've met with that well. So I know we've had that before in certain sponsored uh, display, I believe it is. Geffen's gonna kill me if I get strong, but one of our ad sets did give you some add to cart data. And then also on the brand store backend, there is some add to cart data or has always been there. 
but never like as a funnel, never from like the search funnel. And then I think I remember going back to one of the first billion dollar seller summits. They talked about add to carts being some of the highest ranking juice, quote unquote, for uh, for your bestseller ratings. Do you have like, have you experienced that or thought through like, does add to cart data matter more? Is it, is it something else? And now that we have that data, is that more impactful? I think, uh, well, as far as how well it's converting, I don't know how how much have been changed since they released that data. Because before it was like hidden not only like to the to the sellers that were doing those ads. So honestly, I don't know now how it's behaving. And right. I feel that with this release of data, the way that the those points uh, are weighted within the conversion funnel, the whole sales funnel, they may change. Um, I, we haven't tested and see the, the results of like, okay, we were doing that before and now we're doing this. What I, what I really think is impactful there is understanding the relationship between the click and the act to car and why that is happening. So if you have a great act to car rate, uh, you go through listening and you understand why. Maybe you're explaining things amazingly, like you have a story that is telling you, but if it's if you don't have that, that's where you already know where your um, failures or your flaws are, right? Yeah, so you can optimize better to get it add to cart, yeah. Yes, so now before, right, we were having like, okay, this conversation of like, oh, we are not, converting or we are not getting sales let's optimize late or let's like invest a lot of money in ppc but with this information you can tell like it's not about spending more money in ppc maybe the the client the customer is dropping between the click and the add to car so there is something running the listing like itself before it was like okay we really don't know if it's something in the listing, or if it's like we need to invest more in PPC or we need to get more impressions. And the same way, each from each jump, so from in the funnel is on the top of the funnel, we have yeah. the impressions. From the impression to the click, what are the, the, the two benchmarks there? Well, three, I will say is the image, so important, the title and the reviews. Um, well, maybe the price too. So those are the things that they're seeing that they are getting the impression. And if you have those and nail those, they'll click. If you if you are really solving their, their problem and having an, like an appealing, appealing image, they'll click. So then when they click, it's your time to perform, right? right. They, they already went. So you already know that your PPC, uh, your advertising worked. Yep. So now let's go to the listing, like when they click, the difference between the clicks and the add to cards. Okay, what are you not saying? What is like maybe the, the other thing, and I still don't know this with the information is uh, how much is a drop or how long can it take a client to add to cart? So some kind of uh, categories, they look, they look, they look, and after it's like after three or four listings is that they add to cart the first one that they saw. So either are they counting that? How long is it between it happens? So those are the things that you start playing and start like testing uh, with optimization, uh, which I think is very important now that we know that, okay, maybe we're converting more in mobile, which is something uh, 
in the industry in general because people are more in their phone that they are in their desktop right right this is not even like oh it's that i convert more in mobile like everybody like in the industry that's a that's a trend right everything is going mobile so yes yeah no no no. i again uh, all great points especially about understanding the funnel fully versus parts of it to optimize for Uh, that's a great call out for sure Uh, i definitely think We've all known for a while that there's been rumors 60, 70% of Amazon sales happen on mobile. You know, you've heard varying statistics out in, in the ethos. My prediction is that with the release of this data, they're going to have to release conversion data by segment. Like they're eventually yeah. they're gonna have to say, here's your mobile conversion data and here's your desktop conversion data. Like it, it only makes sense at that point um, exactly. to help out sellers. So I think with the advent of brand story, has been great for mobile more so than desktop just because it's right there under the buy box from a content standpoint so i think you're right that it's like it's not just about hey i gotta optimize or like where do you need to optimize in the right stage i think is is a great point for sure yes Um, so so also the other the last optimization will be like between up to car and purchase yes and the main driver there it's the price yep because technically they're already convinced like your product is what they need but now they are comparing so it's like, oh, yeah. now that I know that I drop a lot of customers here, I understand that my pricing may be like off somehow. Yeah. Um, so so that, that's interesting, interesting. Something interesting that I also think could also help uh, with analysis would be time on page, right? We know that that's a factor on the A9 algorithm. So is it that my click is coming into my PDP, my product description page and just leaving? That's a balance, right? Um, I really want to be sure to move away from those type of clicks and really nail down my conversion rate. Um, real quick, just going back to the search query performance, we know that it's 27 different data points that Amazon is, has given us just off of that release. Amazing. We could do so much with that now. But I think one thing that we were discussing earlier is now that, um, as, as we all do, we all use different uh, tools out there to sort of project search demand now Amazon has given us that data from within Amazon. So yeah. I think it's it's really cool that we're able to cross-reference every software that we're using with Amazon, right? And see how close we are to really understanding demand at a keyword level, which is amazing. And I think we're just getting started. Uh, but just wanted to make that quick call out there. It just gets me excited. A hundred percent. Like, so we're seeing changes in Seller Central, but also the developer side, the IPI, yeah, it's, it, it also have those updates. So eventually we won't have any discrepancy between what the software says and what Amazon says, like, because they will have that ac- accurate data, like straight. So yeah, I think that's, that's super exciting. And um, and going back to the point that you were mentioning before, it's like, what are the the things that this give us, like this information give us, is like, it makes sellers more efficient. And honestly, I feel that moving forward, like in the years to come, in e-commerce, it will be everything about efficiency. Before we were seeing like, okay, we need to get the products there, show it to the clients, project the solution. but Customers are used to shop online. So that's that's a given. Like we are not like in 
2005 where it's like oh should i buy a book online or right. not should i do this no now it's like automatic like we already have that then we have the offers the people like in general like the mass is aware of you can sell stuff on online no matter where you can sell online so now it's a game of efficiency how efficient can i sell and and i think that the gap between the guys that understand the data and can make informed decisions versus the the ones that are still playing the game in from 2015 the, like the separation will be huge and we will have the winners and the guys that will not win and i think that i'm so excited to see that happening on amazon because with all this run with uh, all this race of like building the the business uh, or the amazon business to exit eventually they are getting more efficient. So, so they are starting paying attention. It's not what we used to see anymore. And, and this also comes with the professionalization of our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, before anybody can like flip a book from a garage sale and make tons of money and have a Lamborghini and start a YouTube channel, I think that now it's getting more like professional. So yeah. So that's where our like position in the in this space is so important because we provide those solutions for the people because they still need to know how to do their business right and they have like limited amount of hours but making them more efficient is what will make them win in the in the long term and this is the game I think we are playing right now. Yeah, I think that's a great pro tip for all of our audience there, especially some of the larger brands that we work with who think, hey, used to be the old days. Okay, I got my Amazon guy in the basement that can uh, run things or do things for me, or I got set it and forget it going. No, you you almost need a team now against every aspect of Amazon and the data science alone that offers up to your point, the opportunities to beat the PNGs of the world uh, and the larger brands out there that think, oh, I'm never going to compete with Colgate or Crest uh, because I'm a small uh, oral care brand. Well, guess what? We have one of those amazing oral care brands in our portfolio, and we managed to beat Colgate and Crest because we understand how to rank, how the data works, how to best utilize all the information going out there. So I I think that's a a great call out on your point. We want to be respectful of your time. Another topic I really was excited to have you on to cover was Spanish. And yo hablo espanol poquito, so I'm not going to embarrass myself further with any more Spanish. But um, I will say... We got, I heard it on another podcast, I think you're on, there's about 70 million Spanish speakers in this country alone, let alone the rest of the world that are ordering on amazon.com and getting it shipped to them. Talk to us a little bit about kind of the insights you've provided recently, toggling between US, Spanish, some of the results of doing that, best practices for that, just any insights you wanna give. I think it's fascinating and it's it's a huge call out for anybody. Perfect, so going back to the data, um we had in the industry we have heard the thing of okay input uh in your back end input yeah. spanish keywords or advertising spanish keywords blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and it's like correct yes there is a market there that has that need that is already buying on amazon the problem here that i realized is the disconnection between the the content in english and the automatic translation that the that amazon gave right so they started translating the whole experience uh the website and the app 
2017. In 2017, they had a, a very like rough and not sophisticated like software that translated that kind of a broken English Google Translate mm -hmm. type of thing. And they translate the whole marketplace like that. Some of that, like a lot of that information still live there. Why? Because the system or the algorithm is not every time a, a customer comes in and translate their website or change, it's not even translating the website. They change the experience because this is not only a translation, the whole Amazon experience changes to Spanish. So when they change the, the experience, they get the old translation or the translation that was said at the moment that the listing was set. We don't really, we cannot tell if that was from 2015 or 2018. Um, but the problem is that the disconnection that is happening right now is huge. So for the sellers that are listening to us right now, go to your amazon.com and search your product. On top of, in the, on the top uh, row where you have your account, there is a flag, which the American flag. When you click there, it gives you two options. It gives you the English option, which is probably the one that you're using. And you have the Spanish option, which is the, Spanish speaking, uh, the Spanish experience that I'm talking about. You can do the same in the app, in the shopping app. You need to go to the bottom on the settings and you can change the language. It's the same. So we will see that the content that we have in English is very different sometimes with the content that is in Spanish. Huge discrepancies. I've seen titles that are completely wrong. Not, and this is not even about grammar stuff i'm not talking about like yeah, oh yeah. they they miss the context of this no no no. i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like i said in my product that is this is like a two pack and in spanish is saying that it's a single pack or in my title i'm saying like no my this is my size and the color and in the other one it is not saying anything right so if you think about it from the data point that I was, uh, the example that I was giving you at the beginning is like, you will say in the past, before I knew this, you will say like, well, you know, Spanish keywords and Spanish PPC doesn't really work. Like they don't convert, like keywords don't convert at all. That's, that's BS. And the reason is the, the, the customer that is clicking that ad and is seeing your Spanish translation have no clue about what you're selling, about what's the solution you're providing, because Amazon was not or is not doing a great job by translating that, right? So I discovered this loophole in Seller Central where you can uh, go with Seller Support and request this uh, update. I did once, well, no, twice uh, in, in two different accounts, I did the update with something that I wanted. So I translated, I, I, I speak Spanish, obviously. And I just translated the title and I gave it to them and said like, can you please put this title? That worked twice. After that, I haven't seen that work anymore. What they give me now is the ability to update the tra Spanish translation based on, this, on the English copy, on the English SEO, what we right. have there. So. It's fair. It's a much better than not having anything, right? Yep. Um, it's, so it's now, uh, and I see it as a, as a shadow. This is not a different listing. I'm not talking a different skew. No, no, no. It's the same thing. But before, 
the English is the front and the Spanish is the shadow, we had a discrepancy before where it was not matching. Now we can make that to match if you have that discrepancy. Other things that I have seen um, in the marketplace is missing bullet points, missing description, completely wrong titles, uh, they translating the name of your brand, which is a huge mistake because most of our, most, most of English brands are like brands, brand name. Yeah. Like you don't translate Nike, you don't translate Coca-Cola, like you don't do that. Um, so when they do it, it's something that, that they, for in the experience for the Hispanic market, I'll tell you that's terrible. And my point here, I want to help sellers, but my main like fuel for this topic is that I want to help the customer that is so used to be underserved. We are yeah. so used to see broken Spanish, like, and, and like for the English speaking uh, community, when you go to a listing and you see that something, a, a native English speaker didn't write that, wrote that, you're like, immediately, you can spot that immediately. For the Spanish one, we're so used to that. And it's like underserving, like, and the, the worst part is like this, this population first is the fastest growing demographic in the States. Second, 75% of them are millennials, meaning like 35 and under. They are like online shoppers, native online shoppers. We're missing out a huge, we're leaving so much money in the table. And the last thing is like, they have $2 trillion of consumer spending in a year. So this is a massive market guys. And the great thing is that we're talking about Amazon, right? This is not like, oh, go and develop a whole, whole new experience in your Shopify. No, no, no. This is as simple as like being efficient in the marketplace that is already providing you the opportunity to talk to that market because other marketplaces don't have that. Yeah. Well, you know, as default on my browser, now I just shop in Spanish. I got to make sure that my clients are being served correctly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, we have in-house translation going. <laughs> Because if I did it, it wouldn't say cabeza, it would say pierna. So I, <laughs> I and that's your point is like, it's yeah. a completely different thing. Also, yeah. A plus content is sometimes missing on yeah. those pages as Everything. well. But I'm, so I'm curious, Vanessa, for our audience, because I, I believe I heard you can correct that or you can optimize that better. There's an Amazon team you can reach out to to help you translate it better, or there's a way for you to do it yourself, correct? Yes. Well, uh, you can still, you cannot do it yourself. Um, okay. You can request the case. So you open the case with self support and request the, um, the connection or the escalation to the translation team yep. or translation or contribution, translation contribution team. Uh, those are the ones that are able to update this. Uh, you must be aware that if you're doing this through uh, email, Probably sometimes, or we have got that before, where the the seller support rep says like that team does not exist. I'm telling you, it does, it exists. But because this is a problem that, honestly, I don't, I I would like not to think that I'm the first person that spot this. Like this is ridiculous, guy. If we if we <laughs> like if I needed to see this in 2022 and it's been like since 20, 2017, I just imagine how much money sellers were leaving behind for all these years. But whatever, let's not get there. Um, 
so some uh, seller support reps don't know about this team. So you need to say like, yes, they exist. Like, can you connect me to somebody? So sometimes it's like they need to um, ask for advice from their manager. So right. if you're uh, talking, you if you're talking in, over the phone, they're like, okay, let me get back to you. I need to confirm this. And they will get back to you and say like, yeah, you were right. And it's like, yeah, I know. Uh, so, so yes. That's a that's a very easy process. Um, when I when I find this out, I thought that sellers were able to update their copy uh, in Spanish as you wanted, like customize it and and make the copy yourself, the translation yourself. Unfortunately, that's not there yet, uh, and and I was like wrong when when well it worked for me so i was like okay this may work for everybody it's not working anymore so i don't want you guys uh the, the people that are seeing us right now say like okay i need to get a translator in spanish no you don't need it you just need to update the translation so the shadow listing which is the spanish one it's exactly the same as the front but in spanish uh i start playing with what if i change something in english right and what that translates to in spanish and because this is not an automatic connection so if i change from english to spanish and i change it i i update the spanish and then i update again the english because that there is a disconnection i will probably make some changes like some things that i want to say in the spanish one from the translation in English. So, uh, I mean, I'm playing with a very complex thing right. on, and this listing could be broken for a day. Um, this is not fun for, for sellers, but if your market or your target audience is huge uh, in, in the Hispanic market or, or this product is target to them, you could probably be uh, like better off if you start like doing those optimization. But again, this is, playing with the system and, yeah. and uh, absolutely and i think a lot of these tools that we also use give us uh search demand in spanish so we can start using all these tools to really understand the demand and to your point implement strategy and see if there's an impact in conversion there so totally aligned yeah um, darren you were going to say something yeah no, no i was just going to say one last point just to challenge back on what you said there a little bit to see if you've done this yes you don't need a translator to your point like that's what the side experience is supposed to present as an accurate translated experience for the consumer. However, would you find it helpful when you're filing, let's say you file the case versus get on the phone with someone and you're saying, hey, direct this to the Amazon translation department. And sorry, I'm, I'm butchering the name, but would you go ahead and get the correct translation, put it in that email? Would you recommend this when you're sending that over and saying, hey, here's what the shadow translation should be here's where your mistakes are like, because we know when filing a case, the more direct and clear you are with your instructions when you're filing a case in English, I would assume if you're doing the same for the Spanish team would be helpful or do you recommend, hey, that's a fruitless exercise? A hundred, so 100%, I agree. Like if you want to do that, so we have had success without doing it, but at the beginning I was doing it, especially when, when I was talking about big catalogs. The thing yeah. is here, so I got to understand the system. This is not, so again, I hope I knew 
from the inside, I hope, like I wish, I don't, but it's my my perception from my By the way, some of the inside don't even know what's going yeah, on on the inside. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think the translation team can only make like turn that on and off and they can set, set apart a special uh, words. So for example, if they, they know that this is a brand name, they will get back out of the, of the algorithm that translate aromatically and the name of the algorithm is called the new word translation machine i'm just like bragging because i know the name like this doesn't matter this really doesn't matter but um the neural translation machine will make that jump will make that translation so they they are able to take off okay don't translate the number two if you're having if, if you have a number like it's written don't translate this into something else don't translate brand names uh don't translate uh what's the other thing they don't translate like, like model numbers and right. part numbers they don't translate that so they can like make this formula but the system makes the translation itself so that's where i don't think they have the power to say like okay let's just like upload what their seller is telling us I want to make so much noise that somebody in Amazon listens to me and say like, why don't we give sellers this opportunity? Like, yeah. that's the other thing. I, I, in the presentation that you saw in BD, BDSS, mm -hmm. they already have, when you click in the edit in Seller Central, they already have like a bottom down, bottom down menu uh, that you can click and you can change the information that you're inputting. Now what I have seen is just English and Chinese. So if you already have that possibility, why not to give the seller the opportunity to optimize for that market? Like, yeah. you know, uh, so I think that Andy will hear me and Andy will make this happen. And I have so much faith, like it's been like amazing for the marketplace. And I hope that the more data and the more systems, and we haven't even talked about all the changes within dashboards and programs that they're giving to sellers now yep. that before was like, for example, the compliance part yep. before you needed to find out with, I don't know, a lawyer, what are the requirements that you need to sell a product on the marketplace? Now we have the compliance dashboard yep. and literally you put the category that you want to sell, the type of product that you want to sell, and they tell you everything, not even what Amazon asks you, but what the government, the federal government asks you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm so like hopeful that this will happen and I, I, so I'm so excited about the future and I hope that the Spanish market gets like taken care of and I'll, I'm in that mission, like, yes. I love it, I love it. And I think that's also Amazon's mission uh, because they also wanna expand internationally, right? So I'm pretty sure though, as they make headways within the marketplaces that they're expanding just because they wanna take some of that market share from other dominant marketplaces that you know other countries have, uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll get there right away because it's a revenue yes. opportunity for them. Yes, I think the next the next big move for them. So they already have Mexico. That's a like uh, yep. not very young marketplace, but they they are in Colombia. Just one P, just Amazon, and they open Brazil too. Now we have uh, three P and one P in Brazil, and uh, so. I mean, their next move is Latin America. Yeah, I'm well, sure of that. I'm sure. Yeah. The thing is, like, you cannot even make it right in in the U.S. Can you please? <laughs> Can you please? <laughs> <laughs> so they're go they're gonna go after Mercado Libre over in Latin. Oh, America. for sure. They, I mean, for they sure. they have to. Yeah. So, Senor Jesse, if you're listening to us, 
Uh, you heard what Vanessa said. Please, please give us the right tools to make a better customer experience. As we all know, you have to put in yes. any case filing, customer experience yes. first. Literally. Uh, Vanessa, I think we can keep talking about this for hours and I can keep butchering the Spanish language for hours. So, but please, uh, as we wrap this up and bring this home, is there any other parting advice or any tips you'd like to give our audience? Um, please, we'd love for you to share any final comments. Um, well, the, the, the first thing that after you like hear this or see this, go to your listings and check if there are trans good translation. You can probably ask a friend or put it on, well, but maybe not on Facebook, but, you know, find somebody that, that knows Spanish and see if they're accurate. If there is any discrepancy, you will notice very quick. So you will notice that your title has like, instead of 250, it has 100 characters, that you're missing bullet points, that you're missing description, that's very obvious. And I already told you how to fix it, so you don't really need us to do it, uh, but we also offer that service. The other thing is keep up with the, I understand for sellers, there are so much to learn and there are so many things that change all the time. So make sure to follow the right people and make sure to stay updated with the policies, with the changes, because we are like, like drastically changing every single week is something different. So don't get comfortable. That's, that's my thing. Like don't get comfortable. And as you said in my introduction, in my bio, it's like every day is a learning day. Every day is like I'm new to Amazon. I don't know anything. Like I've been doing this for a quite a while, but every single day they surprise me with something. So don't get comfortable and start like seeing this in a more like data set, like kind of marketplace rather than just like, oh, I sell something that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. That um, that's awesome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for everything. How can uh, we'll put this obviously in the show notes and link, but uh, tell our audience how can people get a hold of you? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook by Full Time Amazon. So we do their very small bites of information from programs. We really make that like 101. Um, also, I'm very active in LinkedIn. Uh, that in LinkedIn, I share content that is a little bit more complex because the people that see me there, they sometimes know what they're talking about. So, uh, I mean, I have the room to be more <laughs> technical, right? Yep. Um, my agency is called Online Seller Solutions. If you go to onlinesellersolutions.com, you can see all the things that we do. We do Amazon account management is everything in Seller Central, but PPC, we don't do PPC. Um, and yeah, that's that. I am working right now in a like kind of mini course for flat files. Okay. So I'll release that like it, it, it will be a flat file challenge. And I'll release that through the, the newsletter. So if you subscribe to my website, you will get it. It's going to be completely for free. Uh, so you're going to get like a mastermind of like what to do with flat files and all this stuff. I'm very excited about that, actually. It's going to be my first time. And and yeah, doing something like this. So I hope that I help people. And I know this sometimes it's like very complex, but I'll try to make it as simple as possible. Vinny, yeah, we're, we're excited for that. We're going to, maybe we need to have a, uh, a knockout fight between our flat file king, Mr. Sroka over there, and the uh, flat file queen, Ms. Hung over here. See, uh, see the battle of, of uh, a good topic. 
Absolutely. We're gonna we're but, gonna be the, the the queen and the king of the prom. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Exactly. And then Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jassy will be the DJ. So it's totally fine. Oh, amazing. Exactly. Please. Amazing. Play all those hits. Play all those hits. Yeah. Before we close, Vanessa, I just wanted to say what you're doing out there is amazing. We became followers. We became fans of your content. Please get technical on LinkedIn. We love Thank it. You. Thank we you. Love Thank it. you. And you know we do appreciate the time you spent with us. And all this knowledge to all of us out there, to all the listeners out there, uh, reach out to Vando if you have any questions as well. You know, we develop SOPs for so many pipelines. What, like for example, what we just covered today to ensure that we're covering the baselines across all of our different categories, all of our different products within Amazon. And as Vanessa said, things are changing every day. So it, yep. it, it's amazing. Well, we'll be working on our Spanish. We already are internally pivoting. So maybe there's a partnership we do with Vanessa to help with the Spanish version of Vendo here. But uh, Vanessa, thank, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you, guys. And until next time, everybody, remember, protect your brand and sell more. And you can find us at VendoCommerce.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.